Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, let me introduce the people to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Ask a Black Woman. This is the um, uh, special episode that we're calling um, um, about Year Ghana. Year of the Return. I got to get my bearings back. Thanks for having my back, Christy. Year of the Return. This is part two. This is my one of my bestest friends in the whole wide world, Christy, because she did a true year return trip to Ghana. Christy, thank you so much for working with me on getting on this podcast tonight and taking time out of your schedule to talk to the people about thank your you so trip. Much for the invite, I really appreciate being a part of this wonderful production. Thank you, girl. So, um, man, so let's just start off with some basics. Um, so, Christy, if you don't mind, just give us a generic background about you. You feel me? Um, Christy, what you do? What's your, what's, your, what's your gift and talent? I love to pro- uh, promote people. Okay, so my gift and talent is of the creative vein. Um, I am an artist by education. Um, I also like creativity, di- designing, directing, um, decorating, that type of thing. Um, but lately... I have been kind of reimagining my visual arts. So I left paint to go into a new medium, which is fabric. So that's what I've been working on lately. She being real humble, but she is an artist, y'all. She got the visual <laughs> eye. I could brag on it. Um, she had her first gallery presentation. <laughs> um, to let them know about what you did with the gallery. What was, okay. what was the name of the thing? Mm-hmm. Well, I did a thing. I'm really big on hip hop. Grew up, that's my generation and everything. So I love the music. I love the culture and everything. So I did a piece really honoring the female MCs that I grew up loving and listening to. So it was Lauryn Hill, MC Light, and Queen Latifah. So I did a whole Queen's homage to them. Um, I used African textile. I used CD cases. It was a nice mixed media piece just really celebrating the women of hip hop. It was beautiful. Thank and you, girl. girl, yes, yes, yes. Had to brag on it. And so um, my girl is a resident of Los Angeles. And so I had I want to make sure we get like a foundation so people can see how this weaves into, you know, your tripping and, and what aspects that you might bring up. And so um, first off, have you ever been to Africa before this trip? No, I have not. I've always wanted to go. Like, it didn't even hit me in my 30s or anything like that. Like, since I was a child, mm. I had the bug of wanting to go to the continent. So I've been wanting to go. Mm, that's what's up. Because I can't recall that I ever did. I don't recall that in my in my youth. Uh, and even when I became, you know, before the term woke, but I'm going to just use mm-hmm. that woke because I had joined a certain church that was very Afrocentric in Chicago that brought me to my awakenings I can't recall having that urging like the trip itself it's like our own version of Mecca if you will mm-hmm. um, but I do remember when I was a part of a, um, this um, the- theatrical ensemble our um, director there she um, had this big push she was trying to get us to go to Ghana and I just was not on board it just was not clicking for me that was like in my late 20s Um, but, and, but Victoria was at least in her forties at the time. And so it's interesting. I don't know if it's that whole 40 thing that we didn't tipped into, but, Mm -hmm. um, now it's like so hard on me. Like before the whole year return thing came, you know, we've been talking about this for the last couple of years, Mm -hmm. but you made it a reality. So this has been on your heart. This has already been in your spirit. So, um, I know we have been kind of off and on, but it wasn't feasible for me to go, but you put put money to it boom and you went so you went with like a travel group right traveling black which is an all-black travel group Mm. that was phenomenal we connected we got to know people from around the nation um from california the bay area specifically um i was the only one from la it was actually Mm. a woman from australia that came um just texas just kind of around the nation it was about 12 of us it was just a wonderful group of people and everything went good as far as that you know you're traveling with strangers from all different types of places so the vibe was good on the trip in terms of that the vibe was amazing and i literally have made friends like wow from a nine-day trip that's 
that's that's that's phenomenal mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. so let's talk about I'm, I'm trying to get details so the entire trip itself in terms of hours uh actual flying time how long is that so going, I got a little bit of a snafu. Most of us did where we had delays, but mm-hmm. initially it was supposed to be 18 hours going. I did have a layover in Paris. I saw the picture. She sent us a crepe shot or croissant shot. <laughs> we were on the WhatsApp so we can get the get the hand-to-hand um, moment. You can get the new-new, mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> the up-to-date. So was in Paris, had a layover a little bit longer than I initially was going to because I was supposed to initially go to um, New York for my layover, but I had mm. to get redirected. Um, but that was about maybe 18, 19 hours. And then on the comeback, it was longer because I had to get redirected again. I still went to Paris, but it was about 23 hours. So Wow. So that's a day's travel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you think you did you sleep most of the time or was it the excitement that kind of kept you up? Um, on actually in Ghana, I barely got sleep. Like we were out late. We were up early, late nights, early morning. So very exciting with so much to see so much to do. Who wanted to sleep? True that. True that. (laughs) I feel you. So where did you stay? Where did you stay? Were were you like out with the people or was you like plush for your, your resting spot? Okay, so we stayed in three different places. We stayed within Ghana, but we went to three different cities. Mm. The first place we stayed was for two days. It's actually owned by an African-American woman called One Africa. She's Mm. from New York. Mm. She's moved to Ghana. She's been there for several decades. Wow. And she owns this resort. The resort is right on the beach. Right on the beach. Come on. It was very nice. It was more grassrootsy. Very mm-hmm. nice. You know, everything was, you know, up to date. However, she didn't have hot water. Oh, that's fascinating. So, yeah. So, oh, Lord. Yeah. Which I had to <laughs> boil little... water for, for bathing? Because I'm trying to understand this whole cold shower kind of thing. The cold shower thing was new to me. Um, the only time I've done cold shower is then we've been running the water too long and then it's just run out of hot. Yes. But to not have it at all. No, no option. Um, That's that American <laughs> no thing you in. Like, uh... Yes, that American privilege. Um, yes. Whew. So that was a little shock, but she said that you could get hot water, you know, like a hot boiling bucket that cooled. You could do that, but I just went ahead and took the cold shower. Right, let me get um, this done in and out. I bet you preserve water. Ain't no wasting of the water. You get in and you do your business and you're done. No lingering. You get out. There was no meandering in the shower. I'll definitely tell you that. <laughs> None. Um, but the breakfast. Talk prepared. about the food. You know, food Food oh is my, my thing. Let's talk about oh it. Oh, my goodness. Let's, please, please, please tell me that we ate nothing remotely close to what we do back here. You, you got into Yes. Talk about it. So at One Africa specifically, the two mornings that I was there, you know, the breakfast phenomenal. I mean, they had some type of ginger. They used ginger in a lot of the mm-hmm. natural fruit juices. But mm-hmm. it was some type of cinnamon, ginger, French toast that didn't even eat syrup or butter. I mean, mm. it was that delectable. Mm-hmm. It was delicious. Chicken sausage with some type of sauce. I mean, the food was delicious. For the most part, you know, it was traditional Ghanaian food. We had the jollof rice, which was delicious. You had jollof in the continent. So Let's in... jollof in the continent, baby. Yes. yes. And there happened to be a contest going between Nigeria and Ghana the week we were there in Ghana won. For the jollof. Really? So, uh, <laughs> did you like, were you, did y'all like taste the different kinds of jollof? We or? didn't. It was just an article gotcha. that we had read or whatever about the contest that went on. But jollof rice, you know, a lot of very fresh fish, the whole fish mm. tail with the head and everything mm. grilled. Um, they had red red, which is kind of a combination of like red like black eyed peas with rice, of course, seasoned mm, the Ghanaian way. Mm, mm. Um, absolutely delicious. Everything was super fresh, fresh squeezed juice. Um, and then they even had their version of fried rice, which was with way less soy sauce. Mm. Just absolutely delicious. Girl, okay, food. Amen. And plantains. Yeah. Plantains with every meal, too. So it was delicious. Okay, food. Um, so let's talk about day one. So like when you get there, let's talk about how you feel. Like I've heard of people that went and they say it's just something about when they get there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can feel it. Something mm-hmm. about being there when you got there. Describe your moment. I know going there, I had a lot of um, excitement, but actually getting off the plane, I got off at night, so mm. it was dark. Um, I was greeted by the traveling 
Flack, the owner, mm-hmm. um, with a sign, which was already a welcoming. And then just, you know, meeting the rest of the group and just realizing I am on the continent. This is something I've wanted for such a long time. And I'm finally home. I felt home. I felt like I had a place. Mm. So that feeling of, wow, this is where I come from. Even if it's not specifically Ghana, it's the continent. Mm. And you do feel a place of home, finally. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was the first um, thing you guys did, like, as far as activity? Now, I know you in the WhatsApp thing you sent us, it was, like, the river and then this uh, kind of sign of, I guess, like, an entry to a place. Was that the very mm-hmm. first place that y'all went? That was the first place. Tell me we about it. What was the name of it? Mm-hmm. It was the Ascend Mansell, the Slave River. Mm. And it was actually the place where our ancestors went and took their final bath before being branded and placed into slavery, forced into slavery. So it was very emotional. It was very eerie. Mm. And it was also serene because I feel like my ancestors, their spirits were there. So it, I'm just getting chills right now just thinking about it. And we actually did a ritual where we put our hand in the water and we thanked our ancestors and we also made a wish. Mm. So, and there were gold flakes because Ghana is, used to be called the gold, the golden, I think, um, I forgot the golden planet or it was something with gold. Mm. And um, yeah, and it was like gold flakes in the actual water. Wow. So that was very, very moving. You can just feel it was a calmness, mm-hmm. but you could feel the presence of our ancestors. Goodness gracious. So you put your hands in the water. Now, what was the big doors leading to? There's some words on like white doors, I remember. Yes. So that was leading into the actual um, river where the slaves were. That was one part. When we left there, we went to the dungeons where the slaves were actually held Okay, in the castle. And um, that was, of course, emotional. We actually went into the space where the male slaves were held and the female. And they actually have excavated pieces of the floor. And in the floor, they have found skin, bones, blood still in the makeup of the floor after 400 plus years. Damn. I know that really hit me like that actual fact really, really hit me. Um, And there was actually an imprint on one of the walls of kind of a curved shape where it looks like the imprint of a pregnant woman Mm -hmm. who was pressed against the wall and the water running from the top over her belly actually left like a, a shadowed imprint. That was there. I mean, there were so many different moments where you just got to chill and you actually were in the space to see the little bit of light, the small space and how many people were crammed in there. I mean, it's just inhumane. It's just unbelievable what our ancestors endured. Hmm. Mm, it, 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 like I could have, and I ain't even yeah. there, but I could have like some extreme emotional outbursts yes. just thinking about it. It's like well, I guess like my uncle talked about when the 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 series the television series Roots came on back in the day, and he said that everybody like watched it. Everybody made a point to watch it. And then he says when you went back out into the world the next day to go about your daily on the way to work or way to school, he said the way you felt when you looked at white people, even though it was a century or so removed, mm-hmm. he said it's just like you just couldn't look at them the same way. Whatever it is, when time passes and you haven't been that, uh, you're not that close to when something like that happened, mm-hmm. you don't have that sensitivity to it. He said, but just the, the television series Roots stirred up. And yeah. they were looking at, and I when I hear stuff like that about what you're saying about the slave dungeon part or whatever, and I know you know we read and watched you know stuff. They try to come as close, but knowing you were that that close to and talking about skin and now still skin and mm-hmm. bone in there, mm-hmm. huh? Wow, you, yeah. you you've been you've been. Um, so after the dungeons, hmm, what was next on the agenda that you can recall? Um, I will add this. Mm-hmm. To the part of it that was a little bit um, very disconcerting. On top of the dungeons of the castles stood the church. So, girl, just to think that those type of inhumane, cruel conditions, the church was at the top of it. 
that was very conflicting for me. That's, you know what? And that's why, you know, it's just like how here, like in America, how churches um, were condoned chattel slavery. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. the same attitude. They found a way to justify it, mm-hmm. I guess because money was their true God. That kind of, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that true. sort of thing. Very true. Yeah. It, that, you can call yourself the church, but that wasn't the church that Jesus founded. You can put a cross mm-hmm. on it, but that ain't no mm-hmm. church. So, true. And you true. can see why, uh, if, especially if you're there and you see that. Yeah. Knowing that yeah. that's what was underneath it, who was supporting it funding mm-hmm. the movement mm-hmm. um you can see why many uh africans after that uh, would would have a hard time would never want to be anything christian with mm-hmm. that and and i get i get that yeah 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 mm-hmm. absolutely mm. girl okay that would mess me up too yeah just to see like to be just so blatant so blatant yeah mm-hmm. wow um okay so what do you what would you like to share next what was the other things that you got into um there were just so many highlights I mean outside of that that was definitely a major part Mm -hmm. of the trip that I was wanted to see and was looking forward to Mm -hmm. um as difficult as it was emotionally I knew it was something that I had to do um how long was that that part before we go on how long was that did they give y'all moments of process or how does that work when you guys are visiting that site okay in concluding our tour of the dungeon, we went through the door of no return, mm-hmm. uh, where, of course, the slaves had their last um, passage of leaving Africa onto the slave ship. So that was emotional. On the other side of the do- door of no return, they've actually put the door of return because we were coming back in it to mm. add some type of, you know, positive um, spirit to it of, you know, we have survived or we have made it. So um, that part, too, you know, was concluding the dungeon experience um but it was all day so it was the river first and then we went to the dungeon and then we ended up having lunch a delicious lunch you know in the same area mm-hmm. in cape coast which where the dungeons are located. so they gave y'all a whole day just to do that's enough like yeah you know that that's what you need for that mm-hmm. i always mm-hmm. think i've said it i'm trying to think what was it's a poetic way i said this at one point but i feel like there's there's two kinds of strength, no matter which way our ancestors would have chose to do it. But I think about whoever our ancestors were that made it through that that boat trip over here and uh, endured it. You know, what I'm saying like we mm-hmm. are literally the product had they not yes. made it over here, whatever happened between um, the door north return and the trip, the trip canceled out yes. killed more people than it brought over definitely and so and then with the suicides too or whatever like mm-hmm. i feel you know you could say somebody wasn't strong or you could say it took strength to say you know what oh hell no it's the boat ride absolutely never mind i'd be damned if i if i produce for them and i do whatever it is they want i ain't going so mm-hmm. but i also think it took a certain amount of strength for the part of us that came over here and made it through that part so the whole the door of return is definitely significant because the one our ancestors who got captured they had no foresight that there was going to be you know that kind of result they had no idea so I think that's definitely a nice touch for that mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. it was definitely um, I was just going to add to earlier I was talking about the gold Ghana used to be initially called the gold coast because mm-hmm. of the gold production mm-hmm. that comes out of there so I just wanted to clarify that mm-hmm. but yes wow okay so that was just day one that was just day one okay yeah. alright what was because you was there for nine days right I was there for good grief. Now, what's day two like? Give me the highlights. And I'm just going to kind of jump around a little bit. Um, It might be out of order, Mm -hmm. but um, we also went to um, the president, the former president of Ghana. We went to his memorial, and I cannot. Is it Patrice Lumumba? It's not. He was the president, like maybe, I think he passed away maybe in the 80s. I think he was the president during the 60s, 70s. That's the only one I know. He's a very prominent figure. We went to his memorial. Um, when we saw, you know, his statue, we saw. You're not talking of, about um, Kwame, are you? 
I think it is. It and Karoma, because there's a lot of stuff named Kwame. It is. It is. That's exactly who it is. Yeah. That's exactly who it is. Mm-hmm. We went to his memorial, which is a definitely high highlight oh, of the yeah. history of Ghana. Um, we went there. Um, we they had a festival, Charlie Wote, um, mm-hmm. while we were there, and I've never in my life been around that many black people in my life, and it was peaceful. I mean, it probably was fifty thousand black people. Shut it. They and we were it. literally in pockets where we could not move. Where you're in a crowd, where you're just neck to neck, back to back, and literally not one ounce of violence broke out. And you know what? That's so fascinating to say because, I, you know, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna keep it one thousand. I can get around certain areas, and particularly with my people, and I'll feel an angst. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like. The, the Negro concentration is too thick. Mm-hmm. This ain't my scene right here or whatever. And so it's it's bad to say, um, but... Beca- but it's real. But it's real. And mm-hmm. uh, because, because I'm not afraid of my people, but because we're so um, not in our real royal element, mm-hmm. stuff just break out. Like, mm-hmm. because we're not well, we're not healthy. And so mm-hmm. I get a sense of that more often than I would like to admit. And so, all right, so not only did you observe that you guys were that tight, but nothing broke out, but did you even feel, did, on initial, on, at the initial sighting of knowing this, this is where you were, did you feel that natural angst that you normally get over here when you when it's that kind of concentration? I didn't feel the normal angst, but I will say, proximity to me regardless of color Mm. is always kind of a little bit heightening Mm -hmm. so that was more it you know when we're like neck to neck not so much that something was going to happen but just proximity Mm -hmm. you know and not having enough space to just breathe more so I'm the the same way that's just the city girl in me I'd be like you too close yeah you yeah (laughs) it was more of that but it was so beautiful to see so many black people Mm -hmm. I mean everywhere you look I mean I literally probably saw six white people the whole trip I've never been in that type of environment ever. Where we are the dominant group. I just have, especially living in LA. I mean, I'm not used to that. Ooh, that's a word. Mm. Uh, Now, in terms of looking at our people, can you tell the difference between looking at their faces and their bodies and ours? Like when people are over here and I, you know, I can tell when they're from the continent and they Uh weren't born here. How about you? Can you tell the difference? There's certain features that are definitely distinct, okay. more prominent, you know, cheekbones, mm. um, the hue of the skin. I mean, absolutely gorgeous. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, like velvet black. Mm. I mean, flawless, beautiful, rich black. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say as far as the shape, though, of women, mm-hmm. we I see how we get it. We have the. <laughs> The small waist, you know, uh-huh. I mean, the ample backside, uh-huh. the thighs. I mean, that directly African. Certain features, yes, you can tell, but when it comes to the overall, directly from Africa, Dang. I see the similarities. Ain't nothing left. It's still in the genes. It's still in the genes. As much as it's been strained, pulled, diluted, uh-huh. it's still in the genes. It still survived. Yes. How about? your interactions with Ghanaian people. Um, tell me how do you think they treated you? Did you feel like an outsider, whether negative or positive? Do you feel like they were giving you special treatment because you were African-American or because you came home? Or just did it feel genuine in any kind of way? Tell me about that, the whole thing. Okay, I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. So the men... Uh oh, that was gonna be a that was gonna be a pocket. <laughs> but hit me with the men folk, cause I said you was gonna go and get the prince and his brother, amen, for me. Mm-hmm. That might be in the works. Go, okay. um, but um, the men were extremely respectful, very reserved. Mm. I think it's a highly Christian community as far as mm. the value system. Mm. The men were extremely, extremely mannerable. Um, mm. So I got a very pleasant vibe. I feel like the older women, the same thing. But the younger women, I'm going to be honest, around my age, I kind of got some side eye. Mm. And I don't know what that was about. I don't know if it's because I'm American and I'm coming mm. here. Maybe the attention from the men, I don't know. But mm. like I said, the older women, 
it was the same, you know, very um, welcoming and everything. But some of the younger women, I didn't get the same warm warmth. D. So, mm-hmm. Tell it like it is. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. And we as women on the trip, you know, we were all American except for one um, woman that was from Australia. We all noticed that, too. Mm-hmm. So you had so. to check yourself like, it ain't just me. Yeah, it's not just me. Oh, woo, woo, woo. So the connections were good. Wait, now here's the thing. I know you say you saw the church on top of the doggone slave dungeon. Did you, were you able to go to church? I want to be able to go to church in the motherland. And was that a part where you able to sneak that in or what? I was not able to do that, but I did see a lot of signs, you okay. know, while we were on the road. We did a lot of traveling too, going to different cities. Um, Kamasi being one of them. The Gold Coast was another city. Accra, of course, mm-hmm. is the capital. Um, but we saw like a lot of signs and they have some mega churches too, quite a few. Oh, how about the cities and stuff? Tell me about um, as far as like, like when you say city, is it like city like we know it? Did you feel like it was different, any different or anything like that? Especially for people, you know, that may be totally ignorant um, that Africa is, is balling in a lot of ways. Like it, they, you know, people depending on you know how, how much your exposure is, people will think it's you know everybody's poor and walking mm-hmm. around and stuff or whatever. So you mentioned Accra, you mentioned Kamasi. Um, tell tell me what them capitals look like um, to start. Well, of course, Accra is more you know developed. It's the bigger city. It's the capital city. Um, but I will say this: the the separation between rich and poor is massive. I mean, mm-hmm. we could have went to very updated areas that were very modernized mm-hmm. and then you go to the villages. I mean, and I mean, shanty like towns. So mm-hmm. it was very much a separation, which was kind of sad to me because I had heard so much about how developed Ghana is, which it is, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize how much poverty is still there. And that part was very heart- heartbreaking to me. Oh, and I'm wondering, I'm wondering, I mean, I think it, the fact that it can perpetuate itself like that, I'm thinking when they robbed us, they took everything and they exploited mm-hmm. everything. They owe us. Mm-hmm. Um, so our crowd was good. What, what, what city did you like the most? Oh, goodness. Hmm. I'd say the Gold Coast okay. really had my, my, my heart in my soul because mm. of the connection with the ancestors okay. just because how raw that was and that that feeling mm-hmm. so, um let's talk about uh maybe like the in, in terms of the artistry and things like that visual um did was it like museums that y'all went to or was it more like you were like this like the marketing like open markets and things tell me um how uh, were you able to take advantage of that we were i think to me the places where I really found the most unique things were in the villages. Mm-hmm. We went to a textile village that was actually new in Dinkra, which mm. are, you know, the, the symbols. symbols. Yes. yes, the symbols. And I had actually taught a class on that. So we learned about how they make the dye um, from bark from a tree Ooh. for the Indinkra symbols that they use to, you know, do the printing. Um, I actually bought two stamps. Word. So I'm gonna do which ones do you have? Own. Do you, you know? know I got Sankofa. I love Sankofa. God. The bird, not the heart. Did you get my co- my uh cola nut symbol of my tattoo? What other one you got besides you know the what? Sankofa I bird? I, I might have got that one. Girl, you're gonna be hit. I might have got that one. It, it looks like I a four-leaf clover with the with the little flower in the middle thing. You know what? They- I think I got I didn't get that one then. I got Damn. one, and I don't know the name of this one, but I think they said this one was, was another one dealing with God. It's not the main one mm-hmm. that is the eye of God, but it's another one, and that's why for protection. Ah. But it circles with, like, a little drop in it. But I got those. And my Sankofa, I have Sankofa anyway all around me. I have a ring before going to Ghana. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very aware of the Indinkra symbol. Mm-hmm. So that was very special. I should have put in a, um, in, a, in a request. I wasn't even thinking about that. You should have. Shoot. You yeah. definitely, but so you're you thinking about that. I showed one, so you could have smuggled back a stamp. And but you'll get it next year when I, you go, girl. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. We're going to speak a thing. The 2020 we sure vision. Are. We sure Shoot. are. Shoot. So you got, so you learned, you learned where they make the dye. Yes. That's and had a whole phenomenal. tutorial. Mm-hmm. Word. Did you make anything? Was this like a class or something, though? 
they had a class where you could I didn't because I've actually done it before you know of course not in the authentic way but um some of the other people in the group did um like I said I bought two stamps Um, I got to talk to a lot of the people which I really enjoyed the villages I really enjoyed it was at one point at one of the villages we went to a bead making village um we went to a textile one where they were actually making you know the fabrics and everything I bought of course a fabric a textile and um at one point it was a group of children and I love anyone knows me knows I love the kids <laughs> so I got this fantastic shot of me with all these kids just surrounded mm. with kids a picture so that was that's probably my favorite photo of the entire trip oh so, how yeah. about so you know me I'll be on the hustle side or whatever did you pick up anything that you felt like you could implement back here or did you leave with ideas of maybe going back and getting some popping, especially since you stayed at a, a, a place at one Africa, which is owned by an African-American that's been there for decades. And mm-hmm. I might even wrap it up, but did you get notions of that, you know, ideas of anything like that? The biggest idea that was implemented in my head was buying land there. Come so <laughs> they have land there for five thousand dollars a plot of land say what huh about a quarter of an acre can say what huh <laughs> so that's where my mind went it was actually girl another- i ain't been there yes. but five thousand huh yes. do we need to um, rub together we need to band ta- together ta- tax yes. return money and, yes. say- and get a plot yes we do. I'm dead serious. <laughs> the hell? Okay, so there was another African American man who has moved to Ghana. Actually, was from LA, and he had a wonderful space um, where he does Airbnb as well. But the main part of it is the educational part, where he has different murals of important African and African American figures throughout history. Mm. Um, I mean, anywhere from the BC era up until current day. Mm-hmm. Um, and he went through each and every mural and he's not finished yet so that to me he gave us a whole um, lecture on how the land is and how people are really moving back and how you can get a plot of land for as cheap or as affordable as five thousand dollars so he was just saying you have a piece of home and that just kept resonating in my head like I could have a place of home so hush and you know it's so funny (laughs) and for us to be paying what we pay to live in L.A. When our ancestors paid for it more times over. Definitely. We should we could own the whole damn country mm-hmm. for what they mm-hmm. did for America. Ooh, child. Notions. Um, so the artist part. Now you know a big part of me is music and things like that. Can you tell me anything about coming in contact with music and the sounds there and or dancing, et cetera, which you know is another biggie of mine. You would have had a boss in there. I mean really. Um, <laughs> One Africa is very um, earthy. It's very grassrootsy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to make up that word. Um, but <laughs> they would have performances at night, and they had one where it was just African dance, just all over the place, just beautiful. I would have never mean, went to bed then. You wouldn't have went to bed. Because, you know, I, I will be at a park in, in South Central and dance when ain't nobody else out there. You sure will. You would have had a fit. One, a few of the people in the group got up and danced. Um, and then it was just like sporadic. Like we went to a coffee shop and mm-hmm. we were just sitting around with our natural, you know, fresh squeezed juice. And a band just formed and started playing. I mean, I recorded it absolutely beautiful. I mean, singing, playing instruments and everything, super organic. I mean, just beautiful. So music infused the trip. It was always somewhere we went where there was some type of music element. Mm, come on music um what about like atmosphere so normally when i think of africa or any any other large continent or something like that i think of busy busy traffic kind of unruly and stuff when you're just out and about in the public sphere do you get like a busyness a you know a chaoticness like a new york kind of feel I mean, or did it vary when you were, like, in the main city and stuff? How was that? When we were in the main city, I mean, it was traffic, like, 
similar to a baby LA, which I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I mean, bumper to bumper traffic. When we got more out into the villages, of course, you know, it wasn't that. But there was a lot of one lanes. And we had a fabulous driver that really navigated us through and around different cars. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a lot of traffic in the major city, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just the energy on the streets. I mean, one of the things that was amazing to me, and I'm sure you've seen it before, is the women walking around with large baskets of maybe 25 full water bottles on top of their head in a basket I mean no chin strap no nothing they literally have a piece of fabric that is in a coil as a base in these baskets full of nuts full of eggs full of anything you can imagine to sell on the top of their heads walking back and forth through the streets selling in between the buses I don't know how they could even handle that heavy of a load on top of their head never anything dropped Never. Dang, that would have blew my mind too. How the mm-hmm. heck? That's not people, yo. But they practice. So I talked to a few people, and they say it's children. They practice oh. carrying different weights. So that's muscle memory. They could do that in their sleep. They bend exactly. Over and then I wonder, too, genetically over the years, mm. if the neck strength is a little bit stronger just because of the generations mm. of doing that. You know, but that was just amazing to see. Hmm. So we got dancing, we got food, we got the atmosphere. Hmm. Um, I, I, I think I've covered all my bases. Fashion. Talk about what they were wearing, um, just, gen- you know, generically speaking. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to see people in the streets, whether it was the village, whether it was major city, African print everywhere. I mean, mm. even if it was, like I said, more of a, a, a town, you know, that was more, you know, economically deprived, still beautiful mm. colors, beautiful fabrics. That mm. was just part of the culture. Um, we actually had one day in the evening where we got to meet with a tailor and we mm-hmm. got to show her whatever we wanted and she made it. So I literally showed her three pictures mm-hmm. of things I want made. Four days later, she came with all three made just oh, from the picture. Listen, so you got authentic pieces. Authentic. And I have her contact information. So if I get your measurements, you can have her send stuff too. And we can have her ship. Ah, we got connects. We have, I have, we have connects. Listen. Uh, oh, did you get your head wrapped while you was there? I didn't get my head wrapped, but I was going to get my hair done. But we just didn't have enough time. Damn. Because you saw a lot in the hairstyles. Oh, okay. Talk about it. I mean, the braids, the twists, the locks. I mean, you can see the origins. I mean, the styles were amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, even with blue to like a pretty black, like it was just gorgeous. The hairstyles were just, I mean, it was better than the States, honestly. Really? Oh, you know what? This is kind of veering off a little bit, but I'm thinking about when you talked about, um, I was trying to see the difference between, can you see the difference between you as an African-American as far as features versus them. And you said, you talked about the beautiful skin tones and the darkness of it. Did you see any sisters there um, that appear to be like doing the bleaching thing? Definitely. Now, okay. Boom. Cause I know Nigeria women do it for sure. Mm-hmm. So, but in Ghana, they own that too. I could see, you can tell cause it's mm-hmm. always kind of a chalky. Yeah color it's never you know it's kind of like sammy sosa it's like this Uh off kind of coloring most people i didn't but i definitely encountered some women that i saw that in my opinion looked like they had the bleaching but that wasn't the norm okay good but damn just the fact he was like damn so it is it's everywhere yeah that's a shame it is Mm-hmm. But I was gonna say one another highlight. We went on an impromptu hike. Okay, and it was absolutely gorgeous. I mean, we it's during the day. During the day. Okay. The whole group of us went, um, and we climbed and climbed, you know, higher and higher. And when we got to the height, and just the views at every level were mm. absolutely breathtaking. So that was really, and that wasn't even on our agenda. <laughs> we just kind of slipped it in, and it was beautiful. Man. You didn't hiked over there. Oof. Even hiked. And I even had on sandals. <laughs> I can't with you. The, like, okay, so what body of water did you, besides the um, the, the river? The um, Atlantic Ocean. So you were on the side of the Atlantic? Yes. What? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Did you, because I remember, now this is so off, but like, 
I've faced the Atlantic from the cliffs of Mohair in Ireland. So okay. I've been on the island side wow, trying to call wow. back to America midfield. You know, dramatic as I am. But you <laughs> got to be on the Atlantic from freaking Ghana. From Ghana. And that's what's spiritual too, because you know, this is the same waters our ancestors were in as well. Dang. So, mm-hmm. Man. Christy, I know you better get a picture of that. Did you get a picture of that? I do have a picture. I Amen. do have tons of pictures. And I plan on, we had a professional photographer yes. as well. So once I get those photos back and everything, I'm going to do a bound photo album book. Yep. So you're going to have to have. I would definitely say mm-hmm. to anybody, you have to take the journey back home. Mm-hmm. This is our Mecca. Yeah. You have to find some time, some resources at some point in your life, in my opinion, to go back home. What am I leaving out anything? Um, how was the wrap up? How did y'all make y'all exit? Like when it was time to go, how did that feel? We all kind of had like a dinner, like the last final night. A few people left a few days uh, before, but mm-hmm. we were all together. We had a dinner and we kind of just all shared about our experiences. Um, and, you know, one by one, of course, our planes left at different times. The people, like I said, left a few days before. But it was kind of, it was bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I knew that eventually I had to get back to, you know, whatever <laughs> my regular life was. Mm. Um, and I had such a good time. I really soaked it in. Um, but I also was sleep deprived because we were packing mm-hmm. in so much stuff. So it was bittersweet. I wanted to stay longer, but mm-hmm. I was, you know, getting tired and, and everything like that. And then I knew eventually, you know, I had to go back. But, you know, I just feel like I really made some some friends and some people that I, I mean, because, you know, it's like living with people, traveling with people. You learn so much. Mm-hmm. And you bond because y'all have that together. Yeah, exactly. So um, it was bittersweet to answer your question. Um it really was. It was like, I didn't want to leave, but I knew I had to. But then I felt like, too, I had made some friends that I still have talked to today, a week later. Wow. So, um, I've heard of people saying when they went, it changed them. And and that's really profound to say. Mm-hmm. What did, did it, it, would you agree with that statement for you? Um, definitely. I feel like if anything at all, I feel more connected to the people who got me to where I'm at, whether it is ancestors that I've known, mm-hmm. people in my life that have made an impact that have passed. And also my ancestors was like, we are such a strong people collectively. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like all of that in me, there's no excuse for me to keep charging ahead to the next, the next, the next, the next. Mm-hmm. So I think that's my biggest thing. And just having some type of contribution you know, that I can do, whether it is to the continent or just to the world as a whole. And I definitely want to visit some more countries. Mm-hmm. So I want to get as many pieces as I can. So do you uh, do you think that Ghana in particular will be a part of the regular like um tour if you know what i'm saying like there especially like you got people like i got a guy that's originally from kenya um, mm-hmm. at, at work and uh and so people like that that literally are from there and got family um uh, back there they plan to go when they go they be gone for like a month mm-hmm. um and so now that you've been this one time do you think you'll be like now going forward to be like okay I plan to be in Ghana within the next three years so this will be a part of your regular thing or you're thinking like you said you might your thing is another country it's both I will definitely be back to Ghana but Mm -hmm. the next few trips I take to the continent I would like to see some other countries Mm -hmm. but I will definitely be back to Ghana Mm -hmm. there's so much to see like you just you know nine days just wasn't enough that was like a snapshot not even it was it was Mm -hmm. but we packed in so much Mm -hmm. um what am i thinking anything else you want to add to it i feel like it's just more like i want to make sure i combed you all all i could out of you i guess my thing is part two is when you go I can't wait to hear your interpretation of your experience. I cannot wait. Mm. So that part, I just feel like everyone needs to go. For some people, 
this isn't even on their radar, you know, mm-hmm. and I feel like being black of African descent, mm-hmm. whether you're from Jamaica, Cuba, mm-hmm. we're all African mm-hmm. to come back home and to visit, even if it's not Ghana, to come back home to the continent and visit and see where your ancestors, where everyone is from, really, mm-hmm. it's so important. Mm-hmm. Where everything originates from. Everything. Originates because everything culture wise. Um, is implementing black black people. Everybody really want to be us anyway. Correct. And um, and even though we weren't born there, it's, it's in our genes. The way it we is. dress, the way we dance, mm-hmm. the way we cook, the uh, way we're built, it, all of it. And so <laughs> they really just saying they admire Africa. Basically, they wouldn't mm-hmm. let it come out their mouth. But uh, that's mm-hmm. what it really boiled down to. Oh, and uh, I just, girl, I'm, I'm anticipating the writing that's going to come out. I have no idea how that's going to affect the way I see things. Mm-hmm. That'll be, I think that'll probably be the most transformative for me. New music or something like that. I'm looking, ah, I don't know what to believe. I might, I'll shoot. It kind of makes you think like, I don't know. Do you ever think about like, what, why am I still here? Yes. Knowing that's, knowing <laughs> yes. that's there. Yes. I mean, I've had um, conversations with some of my new friends now from Mm -hmm. the trip and we've all kind of come, we're still on a Ghana high Mm -hmm. and we still think like, why are we back? You know, we Mm -hmm. all deal with our own individual, you know, struggles Mm -hmm. in this society. Um, And we just wonder, you know, and it makes me think too, could I live in on the continent? Could Mm -hmm. I live in Ghana? Mm -hmm. Which has not been a thought that has really been in my mind before, but I definitely left thinking, this is a place potentially mm-hmm. at some point in my life. Mm-hmm. Could I live here? And the answer is not no. Oh yeah. So. I'm definitely open to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. definitely rekindled. I, um, I think I, that's how I used to be a part of this. Um, uh, we could Francophone community in, uh, in, 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 in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we were African-Americans primarily in this group bonding on um, speaking French so that we uh, speaking French because a lot of African uh, com- uh, countries speak French as their first tongue actually because of the mm-hmm. colonization of it mm-hmm. and so we wanted to learn that um, in terms of being able to communicate and possibly do business and stuff like that and so in, in terms of getting our French better we also uh, would meet every month to discuss particularly the going zones of everything in, in Africa. And, um, and that, the, that community still meets today. I'm still on their email list. And so um, their last meeting was all about the year of return too. And so my big brother, Reverend Cedric, actually, he is the leader of the group. He's a scholar beyond compare. And he's lived over there um, for years and stuff before he moved back to Chicago and, you know, restarted a, a different season of his life. And uh, one thing I remember that it planted a seed, you know, at that time, but because I had my mind on coming to L.A., that wasn't really at the forefront, just like Ghana wasn't even in front mm-hmm. of my mind years ago. But anyway, um, that was his whole thing. He, he, he reiterated over and over again. He said, I'm trying to tell you, sis, like our, pe- our people are over there doing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. there is poverty and poverty is a worldwide thing. Mm-hmm. But he said, our people are living over there and they're thriving. People can go over there and really, really, really do well. They're, they're able to do, have a shot at it more so mm-hmm. than, than they would give them here. That yeah. was his whole thing. And doesn't mean it'll be easier, but he says people can go over there and really clean up. And so he never, he, he's like, trust me, trust me when I tell you it's very, very possible. So I remember him saying that he was so adamant mm-hmm. about it, but he had lived, lived there long enough to see it happen time and time again. Mm-hmm. I was going to add one more thing I just thought of before mm-hmm. we wrap up. Mm-hmm. We got to see where W.E. Dubois lived um, because he lived in Ghana towards the later part of his life. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we got to actually go to his home. Really? How was that? Is- very very interesting it's historic site now of course and we went into one room which held some of his library i mean massive Mm, amounts mm, of books mm. i mean unbelievable and he's read all of them of course um seeing that and just seeing the impact of 
Marcus Miss Garvey. Garvey. Yeah, on it and the, you know, back to Africa movement and everything and Black Star and all that and that historical piece of it, uh, which is very interesting. So that's another point I would say to definitely make sure that you see while you're in Ghana. Anybody mention anything about Maya Angelou? No, mm-mm, not okay. with our group. Mm-mm. Got it. Because she, she's, she has ties there. They really, oh, really did. Okay. Oh, yes, big time there. So she's lived there. While she was there, um, who came over there with her uh, when they was having trouble in the 60s? A lot of our, you know, notable artists and uh, uh, in the movement. I think, was it James Baldwin went over there while she Probably. was there? Or maybe Ali, or even Muhammad Ali. Like, mm-hmm. she was, like, over there for a minute. And then, like, they would, you know, the U.S. government fall out with them, accuse them of communism or not want to go through the draft. And they go over there and sit for a minute while, while they tripping. Or maybe, I feel like, did Malcolm go to? I can't remember because I've just listened to his audio book, which, which was almost 20 hours long. Mm-hmm. I feel wow. like it. But, girl... I got a lot to consider. I'm yeah. girl. We got to get this plot of land. I'm serious about that. I'm serious too. We got to get this plot, and uh, I'm just trying to see how to connect and get business going. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what's what's the what's the connection with that? Mm-hmm. And, and getting this connect with the clothing. Ah, yes, I have. I'm telling you, I have to connect in the quality of her work. Mm. Really I can't wait to see your stuff. Yeah, yeah. We will definitely get together very soon. Yes, indeed. So everyone, again, this is my homie, Christy. Uh, Christy, uh, I'm so grateful that you took time out of your schedule on a weeknight um, to give us details about your trip. You know, you inspire me. And um, if you wanted people to follow you on maybe Instagram or something, especially since you're going to, I imagine you're going to post your pictures um, when you get around to it. Where, how can they follow you? I am on Instagram as Arkrista Cali. I'll spell that the word art, A R T, Chris, K R I S T I Cali, C A L I. All right, you guys. Again, um, big ups to Christy for coming through for our year of return part two. In this and piece. once again, mm-hmm. I was going to say thank you so much. I cannot conclude by not saying thank you so much for this platform. Oh, my God. Girl, you know. Oh, please. <laughs> you bless me. Shoot. I gave them a so-called year of return moment. <laughs> and it just so <laughs> happened that I decided to go to the Ethiopian church. That was just a smidge. Mm-hmm. Uh, that wasn't nothing in comparison. And then it dawned on me. I said, I have a friend that's in Ghana as we speak. Mm-hmm. I can ask my homie. Mm-hmm. And so here I am. And here you are. Thank you, Christy. All right. Thanks, girl. We'll hear about part two when you go next year. Amen. Amen. All right. I'm going to do it big. Good night. Have a good night, honey. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye.